0: Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the
1: afternoon,
0: I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl, the Puddles podcast is starting real soon. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Puddles with Andrew Collin. Um, thank you so much for joining. Uh, it's going to be a little different today. Uh, I'm not going to go right into the interview. I feel like when I started the podcast, if you've been listening since the beginning, I thought I would do more segments. I thought it would just be me a lot of the times. Um, and, uh, that just ended up being more of an interview show. And I feel like part of me, it's great. Uh, I enjoy the interviews I do feel like I haven't talked to you guys that listen. I feel like I haven't kind of told you where I'm at. Maybe you kind of get an understanding through my interviews uh, where I'm at personally. But I thought maybe we'd try something new. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Um, I haven't really talked directly to the people that listen. Um, I really do appreciate it. It really does mean the world to me how many people listen out there and that are interested in even what I have to say um, and care what I have to say and really write me amazing messages about how much they laugh and how much this has helped them through the pandemic and how much uh, they like my old gray balls, you know, all these different things. And uh, it means the world to me it really does and i thought well let's find out more about you know the listener the people out there the people out in nebraska the people in uh portland the people i've had a guy write me recently he's like how does it feel to know you're teaching english to a slovenian and i thought oh my god that guy is going to fail english he should not if you're learning english and you're learning from me um, You're gonna you're not gonna succeed. You should not learn English from me. You should pick someone with a large vocabulary that knows more than seven words. And uh I I honestly know three hundred words. So I guess maybe if you're learning English from me, you could learn every word that I know within four days. Um Yeah, so maybe you should learn from me. Maybe you start with me and then you work your way up to like, I don't know, Rachel Maddow or something. Um, I thought I would do this little thing called, um, the puddles in five. And the idea being, I would read two stories from you guys. If you have a really fun story, um, a really fun, uh, it could be sexual. It could be, um, you broke the law. It could be, you broke your dad's jaw. It could be, you had sex with your brother's wife. It could be, um, you rode a Great Dane with a saddle, um, because you're a very small person. Anything, anything weird, anything fun, send me a DM to my Instagram and I'll possibly read the story on air. Um, and, uh, yeah, so a little bit with me, I I did, I went on the road, uh, with, uh, Glazer. And uh, with my buddy Ari Finling and Nikki's dad, EJ, we had a great time. We did three outdoor shows. They were all very different. One was in New Jersey at a racetrack and it was pouring and we didn't think we'd get the show off. And then God opened up the clouds and allowed me to talk about how mediocre I am in bed. Thank you, God, for letting me talk about my pathetic sex that I do. Um, I really appreciate that, God. Um, but we did two shows there. It actually felt like a real comedy club. Then we went up to Yarmouth, Massachusetts, which was a drive-in. It was like 330 cars. It was a quarter mile that way, a quarter mile this way. I am flexing my biceps. Guys do this and they go, yeah, it was a quarter mile that way, and a quarter mile that way, and a quarter mile that way. A quarter mile that way. I had this idea where I would do, um, you know, the haka. It's like this. Ooh, ooh, this New Zealand thing where they're like, um, like the rugby players, and they're like, ah, ah, ah. and then they, I think it'd be really funny to go from here to ah, ah, to let's go team. It's just a very funny opposite, anyways. Uh, where was I? So we did shows there, which was really weird because you could only hear like the first four cars. And, uh, I just talked shit about how many pickup trucks there were and how small the guy's dicks were. And then I kind of went against my argument because I had a buddy, George in high school who had a huge truck and he had a very big dick. So not all stereotypes add up all the time. Um... But we had fun there, and then I did a show in Connecticut, in Morris, Connecticut, I think. And uh, it was on a farm, and it was very spread out. It was two people per eight-by-eight square. I got up there, and I was like, don't even fucking think about leaving your square, or the security will shoot you. That's where we are at a nation right now. If you move out of your square, you're fucking dead. So So that was a good start. But the shows were fun. I mean, you don't hear the laughs that you were inside. Your expectations have to change. And um, but I, I I had a moment where I watched like people leave the show, and I really was looking at how happy the people were, and it and it it was funny because like you know, I've talked about it on this show before, like, oh, maybe I don't need to do stand-up, maybe I'll just be happy doing this. But seeing people real life come together enjoy themselves with strangers felt fucking unbelievable. And if you came out and you listen to this podcast or if you listen to you up, thank you so much for coming out. It was unbelievable. So anyway, so then I was going to do the puddles five. That's a little bit of where I'm at in my life. Um, and, uh, I was going to read some stories from you guys, stories that were sent to me. Um, I like this one. Um long story short one time my apple watch accidentally called 911 while i was having sex. Uh <laughs> this is from a girl named Jen. I go you got to give me more than that. She goes the cops showed up and my roommate answered the door. My roommate was a super conservative man and he was freaking out because from what the cops told him <laughs> He thought I was getting murdered in my bedroom upstairs. (laughs) It is so funny that sex and murder sound almost exactly the same. And sometimes you get both. It's a a, a BOGO. Uh, Feel free to use my first name. Okay. Uh, The worst part about this whole story is that I used to work the front desk at a gym that all of the police dispatchers worked at. And they all knew me pretty well. No one ever said anything directly to me, but there was a lot of whispering going on at the gym. Oh, and the sex wasn't even good. Okay, you didn't have to bring up that part. I mean, that seemed kind of mean, Jen. Uh, There's nothing worse than when you assume people are talking shit about you and you're like watching them and they're like, And they think they're being coy and they're not. They're not being chill at all. But then you also can find out that they're not talking about you, that it's all in your head and you're fucking psychotic. But there's nothing worse than when you're like, I know they're talking about me. And then you find out, yeah, no, we were. We were. Yeah, you're. Yeah. Yeah, we were. Yeah, you were getting murdered the other day and the cops showed up, but it was just your pussy getting drilled. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've had so many moments like that where, like, I haven't, Like, I've avoided, like, going anywhere because I was afraid. Um, (laughs) I was, like, afraid that people were, like, talking shit about me for something I did. And I would just, you know, I don't know. It sucks. But, yeah, that's a hilarious story. Um, Technology. Sometimes it can backfire. I guess that's the lesson, you know? Um, This is an interesting, this is a quick story. Whoa, this is pretty sinister. Uh, This is from, uh, I don't know her name. Okay, I have a lot of, it's a girl. I have a lot of stories, but this one popped in my head first. Once I convinced my boyfriend, now we boyfriend, which I don't know. I think maybe it's a um, poly relationship. I don't even, yeah. To invite his old girlfriend over to play video games. Then I got him to convince her to have sex with him in the other room so I could catch them and have a threesome. She was very confused. Okay, I don't know if that's legal. Um, But it sounds like they're both dating the guy now and that the girl's into it. Uh, I don't know if that... There's some stories that when a girl writes it, it comes off like kinky. And then, if a guy wrote this, it would come off um, like a, a crime, <laughs> I guess you would say. Um, I'm I'm happy that you uh, that you took the initiative. Um, it's one way to get it going. I guess you could have probably just brought it up, and she probably would have been down with it without you having to catch her. But hey, that's I guess hotter. Um, but yeah, so that's great. <laughs> so write me more stories, guys. Send them to my DMs, and I'll read them on here. Uh, and then you guys ask me some questions. Um, let's see here. So I'm going to do two questions. Should I get a sugar daddy? Hmm. Hmm. I think during a pandemic, it's not a bad idea. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to make money if you haven't already made money. So I think it's, it's a, I don't know how old you should go. Um, I think a sugar daddy, uh, I think it's probably like every 10 years he's older than you, he should have probably $5 million. So let's say you're 30 and he's 80. So that's five, he should have $25 million. So I think that's a good rule of thumb. Um, if he's, you know, 10 years older than you, maybe he should have $5 million. Uh, sugar daddies are good, but I think they will be probably a little narcissistic. I don't know how much they'll really care about you. I don't know how much you really care. Maybe you can cheat on him and get some great dick on the side. Um, I think driving a BMW and staying in a nice house and having groceries and shit and some diamonds is cool for the first like two months, but eventually you're going to look over in that bed and you're going to look at this man who you're only with because he has money and he's fucking wrinkly and disgusting. And you're going to say to yourself, I made a mistake. And then hopefully by then you can, uh, you're married and you could divorce him and take half his money. But if not, I think it's like when you buy a new car And you drive the car off the lot, and it's fucking a dope car. Not my Corolla, like when I had a Mercedes. For two weeks, it's cool. And then after two weeks, you're like, I'm just in a car. And it's fucking dirty, and you don't even think about it. But I guess you could feel the same way with a poor guy. So you might as well be rich. Okay, that's one question. (laughs) Um... Hmm. Something simple. What's my favorite pasta dish? Should I do that one? I don't know. That says a uh, pasta ala vaca. I'll do something more
1: fun. Um, is sexting an ex
0: cheating? My baby daddy been doing, I don't know what that means. I think you're saying if, can you sex your ex while you're with someone else? No. You can't virtually um, or through text tell a guy you're blowing him and then uh, be cool with the guy you're with. It's almost worse. Well, it's not worse. It's worse if you go over there. But during a pandemic, it's just as bad. Uh, Also, it takes like a level of creativity and thought to write like a good sext probably more than having sex. Like, you, having sex, you just get hard or wet and you just put it together. But sexting, you gotta, like, be creative and, like, be, like, Shakespeare and shit. I had a girl get mad at me because I didn't respond correctly to a sexy photo she sent me. And she, she, like... And then she's like, write this, write how turned on you are. And then I wrote her, and then I think I was, like, too turned on. I, I can't win. So, yeah, no, you can't sex someone and think it's cool. All right. That's the questions. And then the last thing I was going to do, I was just going to do a topical thing. This is going on way longer than I thought it would, but maybe you guys are enjoying it. If not, you could fast forward through something like this. And next time it'll probably be a little quicker, but um, also we have an amazing interview coming up with Heather McMahon. And uh, I'm really excited to interview her. I think she's like the funniest human ever. Um let's see. I'm just gonna type in Google News and the f- and the first trending story I'll talk about.
1: Okay, that's a little hmm. Okay, these stories are a little um intense. Hmm. Okay, I don't think I should do any of these stories, actually. Uh, Yeah, all these stories suck. Um,
0: Kim Kardashian. Kardashians are done. (laughs) Maybe I'll just do, like, um, more, like, uh, pop culture stuff. Because everything else is just so fucking... Like, intense. Um, Kardashians are done. 20 seasons. 14 years later. They're all fucking worth hundreds of millions of dollars. It's like, who cares? I mean, who's tuning into the Kardashians still and are like, I wonder what's going on. What's the plot now? I mean, they're making so much money other places. Cable... Television's pretty much done. They have hundreds of millions of followers on Instagram and Twitter, and all that other shit. Um, they have makeup lines. They have perfume lines. They did it. They don't need a fucking camera in their face anymore. Um, I, I, you know, reality television. If you've never been around the reality show set, there's like ten people following you around. All the, they're fucking annoying. They're not your friends. Maybe you've become friends with them, but they're just, Oh, say something interesting. <gasps> oh, this is good. And then you like, have to pretend to fucking be upset about shit. Look how upset I am. Oh, fucking. Ugh. No, but it's just, it would it, be annoying. When you get a certain amount of money, you don't have to, it's like you're whoring yourself out. Now me, I'd love a reality show. I would do it for $30. Um, they're going to be Okay without being on television also i could see in like 10 years or 15 years all their kids actually all their kids are going to have their own kind of uh toddler clothes line uh they're going to have their own um like some kind of serum they're going to have their own makeup they're going to have their own bras all they're going to pimp out all their kids or maybe they won't. They have so much money. But I could see them pimping out all their kids. Because as long as fucking, you know, they still have the mom manager. That mom is going to be a grandma manager. And she's going to fucking get those kids working early. You're going to see these kids at like 12, like posing. Like, what? Nine of them are going to be in a se- have their own sex video. And they're going to realize maybe we shouldn't have done that because no one really cares about sex videos anymore because there's so many. I mean, when Kim first came out with a sex video, it was huge. There were maybe, like, Pamela Anderson was the only other one. It was huge. Nowadays, you come out with a sex video, yeah, it's like, whoa, did you see? Yeah, I saw. There was 40 of them yesterday. The story's over within three days. Kim's lasted 20 seasons, and I'm proud of her. I mean, Ray J had a very big penis. So, it, you know, it's worth to take on that size of a penis. You, get, you should get $200 million. With me, you should get $2 million. Um, But yeah, I'm going to miss the show dearly. You know, it's a perfect show to put on when you don't want to think at all. It's the perfect show to put on when you're maybe a little stressed out, And you want to feel as dumb as possible. That being said, kudos to them for being amazing entrepreneurs for really like, there's a lot of people that have tried and failed doing what they do. And, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm going to miss you, Kardashians, all of you. And, um, It's going to be nice to see. It's nice that Kanye was able to take it all down. So maybe I will vote for him for president. Thank you, Kanye. Thank you. All right. Coming up next is the interview with Heather McMahon. Let me know what you guys thought about this segment. Send me your stories. Send me questions. And again, thank you so much for listening. All right. Talk to you in about two seconds on an interview. Later. Yo, so this is an ad, uh, not for anyone else except for your boy, Puddle Boy. Uh, Go to my website, uh, andrewcollincomedy.com, and go to shop, and you'll see all my new merch. I have so much great Puddle stuff. Um, It really is like crazy how much cool shit there is. So uh, go check out andrewcollincomedy.com and go, uh, go shop. Buy yourself a gift. All right, love you guys. All right, thanks. Hey, uh, hey, do you now, girl? Hey, uh, we're we uh, do me. You we're do starting. you.
2: You do I'm you. me. What's up?
0: Don't you love when people say, you do you? And it's like, maybe don't do you. <laughs> maybe do something else. <laughs>
2: Say all the time i'm like hey you've been doing you for a while and it's clearly not working out so maybe do do other things yeah
0: maybe do you and then do someone else and then maybe mm-hmm. two two other people
2: and then come back and reevaluate what you've been doing to yourself and
0: yeah. then understand that maybe you should have just been you all along <laughs> <laughs>
2: I always say, be the you today that you want to be tomorrow. That makes no fucking sense to me, but it's a motivational quote that really makes me giggle in like the deepest part of my body.
0: Yeah, I'm trying be to-
2: Be the you today that you want to be tomorrow. What the fuck does that mean? I think
0: it means that someone drank a little whiskey and thought uh-huh. of some words. They put them together. Yep. They, sound, they sound nice. Like Some quotes, they just sound nice. They just sound like, like they, they mean something deep but they yep. ju- they just have good iamic pentameter pentameter
2: yeah good good prepositional phrases i don't even know what those are anymore but sure
0: do, i mean do you how many quotes do you know you know a lot from your dad i remember you telling me but
2: but, but I, I i'm from the south we quote a lot of shit like everything's quotable like lord willing of the creek don't rise uh, <laughs> these are not motivational quotes they're just like like southern isms if you will mm-hmm. you know
0: You always say Jesus, paint the fence, right?
2: Jesus, be a fence. Yeah, Jesus, be a fence. Because in the Bible, it talks about the armor of God, where, you know, you put on your breastplate of righteousness, your helmet of truth. You can have a fanny pack of, you know, anti-bullying. I don't know, whatever the fuck you want. So, Jesus, be a fence means, like, block out the bad. Block out Satan, you know? I mean you
0: know it's kind of you're asking a lot to a man to be a fence like i mean it's hard to be a fence you know well, it's, like, it's just what kind spirit. of fence are we talking like a wood
2: uh, uh yeah probably more of a wood actually no <laughs> jesus is like a full iron fence that has like spikes at the top because when satan tries to jump over the fence he's like go fuck yourself i will impale you It's done in the word of God. You speak the word of God into existence and see what happens.
0: There's barbed wire on top of that fence for sure. And then you got, and you got three Rottweilers ready to go on the other side of it.
2: foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Ari was telling me, my buddy Ari was thinking that Jesus was just an incredible magician.
2: Well, Ari sounds like a Jew. (laughs) So (laughs) sounds like a, Spoken like a true Jew. I don't know what to tell you. Jesus is my friend. <laughs> but couldn't
0: Jesus be a magician and the son of God? Couldn't he be both?
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I think he had magical powers, but you know, I don't know. I've had to get in so many conversations recently with people who are not of faith and being like, guys, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. You know what I mean? I'm not coming at you. I'm
0: not coming at you. Are
2: you Andrew? Maybe
0: I will. Maybe I will. You want to convert. You'd love to be Jewish. You know, funnier you'd be. You'd be even funnier than you are now.
2: Well, I am technically of the tribe. I just, because my grandmother on my mom's side is Jewish.
0: Does she claim it?
2: Well, so she was adopted. And her real mother, or is my great grandmother? Her mom was an Italian Jew, but she was raised by Italian Catholics. So technically, it's my because it would be my nationality, right? Is that I would come from Jewish lineage, but we've been raised Christian. Got you. So technically, though, I mean, I'm ready to do the birthright and fucking tear it up. I think make out you- with a 18 year old kid in Israel. I'm ready to go.
0: A little teen tour bus, little hand job in the back of the bus.
2: Yes, but you did see how I said 18, legal. legal.
0: I, I, I heard that. You know, I I mean, especially when you say 18 more than three times, you know someone means it.
2: You know it. I'm yeah. checking IDs. Before you whip out your dick, I'm checking your ID. Oh,
0: yeah. boy. I'm glad this is my podcast and not yours.
2: Uh, <laughs> you're getting it out now. I have to. Wait, you know so what?
0: have you ever gotten yeah. a hand or have you ever given a hand like... Let's talk about bus. Back in the day, you're on the school yeah. bus, you're going to school. Mm-hmm. How long of, of a bus ride okay. were you on? What are I, some crazy I, I
2: didn't ride the bus, never.
0: You say that like buses for poor people. Like it's like a public <laughs> transit bus.
2: You well, say that like, like,
0: like, like the kid was nine, he didn't even have a job yet, he didn't have a 401k, and he took the school no. bus.
2: Honestly, riding the bus would have been a luxury because my mom had no fucking idea what time school started. I got so many, my mom came to school one day. <laughs> she saw them, it was after school, she saw that my sister and I were walking the black, top and we went to like this like bougie private school or whatever and my mom's pissed she's like why are my both of my kids walking the blacktop And they're like miss mcmahon your children have been consecutively tardy to school for the last two and a half months we've sent home pink slips letters everything my mom's like this is bullshit i get my kids here to school every day at eight fifteen. i don't know what the fuck you're talking about and they're like school had started at eight o'clock from the dawn of time literally we were at least 15 to 20 minutes late Every single day. I bring my
0: kids at 827 every single time. That's when school starts 827 on the dot. Mm -hmm. They're like, miss. No school's ever. Nothing's ever started at 27. Ever. Ever. Let's start it. Why why are we always even? Why are we (laughs) always right at eight? Like, what about 817 for a start?
2: You know what? When you and I open up our preschool, which eventually, you know, is on both of our vision boards. We should do that. Everyone's 18 at the preschool though. (laughs) Everyone's 18. <laughs> Everyone's 18. We, we need no legal room for error, Andrew. We're not those kind of people. We need to have like strict legal boundaries. What's black yeah. blacktop, by the way? The what? What's a black top? Is that a parking lot? Oh, it? yeah. Or like the top of a playground where it's just like all cemented in or tarred in. Okay. A black top? All right, all right well and then i have kind of ptsd because my mom would also think that school got out at three thirty. school got out at 3 and i was so jealous of the real rich kids whose moms were there like in the carpool line at two thirty, you know waiting like in the mercedes and my mom would come up with like you know <laughs> scoot up at three thirty. but this time all the other kids had already been picked up so my sister was walking with me and like a teacher to the after school program and every day my mom would have to pick us up from after school because they're like she Maybe she's working late. I'm like, my mom doesn't have a fucking job. She just has no idea what time school starts or ends. She's just uh, uh, completely, she has a void and lack of detail.
0: She's driving slower because she had to finish the last martini and she had to stay in the right lane.
2: Truly. So you uh, rode the bus and you got hand jobs? I never got
0: a hand job. I gave myself a hand job on my school bus.
2: Ew, I know.
0: I don't know. I was 18. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I was, I was like 13 or 14 and I was the last kid on the school bus. And yeah. I, I was alone on the bus. I had a, 20 minutes. I was horned up. Yeah. Boy was horned up. <laughs> and he just threw his little Jewish cock through his zipper. And I just jerked off. And I just, all I saw were the bus drivers, baby blues.
2: <laughs> Male or female? Male. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep they they had they had he had eyeliner on
2: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: so and then i just finished i didn't know what to do with it and i just i just put it on the seat and i gotta tell you a bus seat i know you've never been on one because you're rich but right. um they don't <laughs> take income they don't take it in
2: i don't think there's a lot of car upholsteries that take income period <laughs> Right? Like, have you tested this out on multiple different car surfaces? What the fuck, Andrew? Imagine a car. Like, they test the dummies, the crash test. There's
0: (laughs) cum test dummies where they just, sorry, we're going to throw the cum on on the door handle. We're going to throw the cum on the windshield. Can't take it in. Because once it's in, it's not
2: coming out. Right. We just got to see where it absorbs. I feel like a Kia could take a lot of cum. I don't know why. I've never owned one, but I just feel like a Kia is like, that should be their slogan Kia get your cum you know we take cum
0: <laughs> we take cum and cashier checks yes did, absolutely did you have the mom like I was always jealous of the kid who like the parents were very involved in you know I think the kid was probably annoyed that their parents would be involved in like uh talking to the teachers talking to the coaches and they would end up like starting on teams They didn't deserve it, but their parents were like, hey, you want us to buy new library books?
2: Never. My parents were never involved with that shit. Like, I I was forced and signed up to play soccer because I was a chubby kid, and then I ended up being pretty good. But my parents were never, they never even knew who the fucking coach was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then my mom was room mom when I was in elementary. But again, she had such bad lack of details. And because I, my sister will tell these stories. Like I had such a, I, w- I would start crying at like 3.15 every day. Cause I was like, mom's not going to get us. And I have to go down to the principal's office and make a phone call and see where she, the fuck she was. So when she was room mom, I used to always be afraid that she would forget to like, you know, it was Christmas time and she was throwing the Christmas party. We had to make ornaments at a pizza party. I would call her six times that morning to be like, make sure you're coming. Like, don't fucking fail me, Robin. Don't fucking fail me. Because I had such anxiety from her not showing up on time.
0: Did she ever get the, or is it still a problem? I mean, did it ever, like, did you ever, like, get to a point where you're just like, mom, you're failing. You, don't do you. <laughs> don't do you, mom.
2: Do me, please. Do,
0: do so. Do another mom.
2: yeah. Um, no, she finally kind of got her shit together, but my mom is just so bad with details and like, she'd be the worst CSI investigator ever. She'd be like, oh, you know, I don't know what, where that the the crime happened. It was like in the corner over there. Maybe it was, a, he got stabbed. Maybe he got shot. I don't know. There was some freaking weapon. I lost it in the back of my Tiguan. I don't know. You know, like she just is so bad with details. Um, and she's 72 now and I've moved back in with her and there's moments where I'm like, fuck, she's, she might be going crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? I Where are know. your parents at? Have you um, checked in on them?
0: Not good. I was getting, I, I honestly, I get sad. Yeah. Is that like, like really, really sad uh, yeah. that I don't, like my mom, she has COPD. She has emphysema. Right. And she literally, so my little brother's having his baby. Well, he's not having, I like when you say my brother's having a baby, like giving him all the credit. Right. Oh yeah. There's a woman there too. That's right. Right whatever. She's just carrying it and being so annoying about it. so, so, uh, my mom has emphysema. She's one of the people that if she gets this disease, she's right. dead. She's literally dead. So my brother's having a baby and, uh, you know, his wife's carrying it. And, um, mm-hmm. my mom can't go, she can't fly there. She, she's, she wants me to fly down to drive her. I'm like, I might give you COVID. I just, why don't you get a professional driver that like has, I don't know, like we could afford it. Get a fucking sprinter van for everything. Right. But it's just so sad. Like she literally, you know, she's just stuck dude. And I just fucking, it's, it it really fucks with me. And, uh, And she's
2: in Florida, right?
0: Yeah. She's in Palm beach, Florida.
2: Oh, and so she's in Palm beach too, which means she can't even go out on her balcony from her fucking condo because everybody in Palm beach is just, losing their damn minds you know it's not like you can go to florida and ask ask people to behave in any sort of social situation pandemic or not floridians huh. are just like they just like the state on fire literally
0: yeah i mean she's still going to you know fucking beach pit parties and showing her tits i mean she's not gonna stop doing that that's what robin does my mom's right. robin too yeah
2: <laughs> that's look. what our robins do
0: look my mom can't go see the baby but she's gonna throw her titties out at a bar you know it's
2: it is what it is. <laughs> I, I, I th- how old your mom?
0: She was born in 49.
2: Good, she's a year older than, or younger than my mom. Oh. So she, she, yeah, my mom's 72.
0: Yeah, so she's, I guess, 71, I guess.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. God, and you're 40? She had you young. My mom had me at, my mom had me at 40. Really? Yeah. That's oh. why all of the, doesn't it all make sense now?
0: What, how I, young you look?
2: No, how fucked up! Shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was a late. I was an old egg. I was. What,
0: were you a mistake?
2: No, I was not a mistake. Um, uh, no, she actually. She said that she tricked my dad because my dad was eleven years younger than my mom, and so I have an older sister that they had that they tried to have because my mom didn't know she could have kids because she met him so much when she was so much older. Then they lost a baby between my s- sister and I. Where? Like, they just hit the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> just he was out boogie boarding one day and they didn't have eyes on him and he just took off. Riptide uh, got him.
0: The boogie did th- they lose the boogie board too?
2: <laughs> you bet your ass they oh. did. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Was it a yeah. good one? Was it like the mock three, I think they call it? I don't know. No, it's you always- know
2: what? It it was a Lisa Frank one. You know, oh. it had cool colors tiger face i mean it was it was vibrant for a boogie board yeah it's happened in hilton head south carolina too oh
0: so. uh, it always happens in hilton head
2: doesn't it we <laughs> used to go there all the time as kids i loved yeah. hilton head
0: yeah hilton mm-hmm. head was a thing i remember hearing about <laughs> hilton head wait so it's, they lose the kid they have your yeah. so wait what was your mom doing before she met your dad just fucking single lifeing it up and just getting no. nasty
2: uh, she, I do think my mom was a big slut before she met my dad. Um, <laughs> cause I always mention, I'll be like, mom, come on, you're not so innocent. You're not a good do, she goes, you know what? I was a slut, but it was the sixties. Everybody was, I was like, all right, well, you just said it out loud to the universe. Um, yeah. I mean, my mom was the original Cougar. She was a Puma. She met my dad and they were working at Eastern airlines and they met in baggage claim at Miami international airport. my dad was selling cocaine, you know, as a, as a baggage handler. And they fell in love. And then my mom, she basically said, my dad was so devastated after losing the child between my sister and I, and they didn't know if my mom could carry another kid that they were like, my mom said, I told your dad I was on birth control. I was not. I just, you know, literally raped him one night. And then that's how you came. So oh. here I am. She was like, I'm not going to take no for an answer. I want another kid. And that's why I do comedy. Uh,
0: what? what? <laughs> She's so tan, by the way.
2: So fucking tan. I have tan mom.
0: Yeah, you have tan mom.
2: Yeah. Was she always tanning? Yeah, she she doesn't even lay out. She is just a dark, I mean, there's it's like an Italian, a little bit of Native American, you know, that's just in her blood.
0: So wait, mm-hmm. so your dad was selling cocaine for real? Was he really selling coke?
2: Yeah, you see photos of my dad when my parents met. He's like on a speedboat with a white button-down shirt that's not buttoned down to his navel with like a gold chain, just very tan selling cocaine. Yeah. Everybody sold Coke. It was Miami. It was the eighties. Yes. Who didn't sell Coke? Your mother well, sold Coke in Miami. Know,
0: I, I was born in Miami. I'm sure. I'm sure she did yeah. your dad's Coke. Probably.
2: Yeah. I, I well, blame your
0: dad that she has COPD now because of his cocaine. Thanks a lot, Heather.
2: I don't think that it, was, she smoking Coke. Cause yep. I don't know. Yep. She was Yeah, yep.
0: inhaling it right to her it. lungs. She injected into her lungs through smoke. Well, yeah, I
2: literally ho- heard about Robin from Florida who used to smoke coke. Fuck! I didn't even put it together. It was your mother.
0: You wow! Thought it was your mother named Robin.
2: I literally did.
0: <laughs> yes. It's wow. my Rob, my Robin. It's my God Robin.
2: Damn it. With Robin. an I
0: or Y, your mom.
2: Well, she's an artist. When she paints, it's with a Y. But her real name is with an I.
0: What the yeah. fuck does she think that that's more
2: artistic? Yeah, it's you know what I I kind of like it. It's it's. Well, oh, just a splash of flair. She's 72. What the fuck are you going to do? You know, I'm like, live, live laugh, love, Red. So, so what she was
0: always an artist? hmm So she, like, was yeah. all about you being a thespian, all, like, all for it?
2: Yeah, but my dad, on the other hand, was, like, this big business guy, and he was just like, Heather, I can't make a phone call to somebody at fucking Bank of America and get you a job. He's like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I trust nobody in Hollywood. And the irony of him dying before I've had any success. I'm like, God damn it. The one person who was like a little unsure, like he was my biggest cheerleader, but was also like, I don't know how the fuck you're going to pull this off. Died before he could even see success. So, you know, it's like, I was prepared for 2020.
0: Well, if it makes you feel better, my dad can live to 200 and never see it from me. (laughs) (laughs) My dad could. Yeah. No. Have your parents been to a show? Yeah. Yeah. My, my, yeah, they went, to a show together, um, it, my first show, it, it, it was weird having them both there. And my stepmom was there, and I did a joke about my stepsister that didn't go over well at the family. Uh, I said, my stepsister, I used to do one-liners with a Wookiee while, uh, while I played slide guitar. Anyways, and I had a joke. I go, my stepsister and I used to have sex uh, before my parents got married. Now she just blows me. Eventually, she stopped after we got married. That was the joke. (laughs) And my stepmom was like, how could you say
2: that, blah, blah. I was like,
0: uh, she blew me once. She
2: blew me once. (laughs) Her name's Mackenzie. What did you expect when you named her that? I came in a Kia. I didn't even come on her. What did you want me to do?
0: Now it's the biggest porn genre there is. Do you watch porn in your parents' house?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've had to block out the fact that, like, I live with my mother. Like, I've just had to block that out. I live a normal, healthy life. You know, Jeff was just in town. We were having sex like rabbits. I just have to be like, Mom, we're adults. You know, if you want a grandchild one day, you got to just, this is the way it is. We're cohabitating. Yeah.
0: So, Jeff and you are, uh, you're doing long distance.
2: Yeah, he's now back in New York. So, we moved out of New York, moved back to Atlanta. And it's really, truly, like, I always knew I would keep an eye on my mom. I mean, my mom's 72 and running around doing her thing. But uh, we just kind of had this opportunity to take over my mom's house. And so we're like, fuck, yeah, we're not going to miss that opportunity. Uh, but he's finishing up his job in New York. So we're back to long distance. Like, we've, we've been long distance for 10 years. We're just used to it. We're like, eh. You know, I think we you just think, work better.
0: Did part of you think he was going to move to Atlanta, though, full time after COVID? He was playing yeah, golf, mean- you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's his, that's his goal, but he has to wrap up this project. So hopefully he'll be done either by the end of the year or like early spring. You know, he was out of work for however long that New York was shut down. So I was like, you got to go make some fucking money. You know what I mean? Get out of the house.
0: You've been doing long distance though forever with him for a long time. And then New York, you both you moved to New York. How does it feel to go long distance to live together to back the long distance?
2: Well, the thing was, even when I was, we were living together in New York, I, that's the first year I did my tour. So I probably slept in my apartment 40 nights out of a year. Um, So, you know, I don't know. We just kind of function that way. But I think me personally, like I'm so independent, I have to kind of be, I have to do my own thing. Like if I, it's in the most annoying question I get is people who are not, who've never done long distance are like, how do you do that? Yeah, I'm like, how the fuck do you do your life, Michelle? And look at fucking Rick every goddamn day while he's making his disgusting omelet and he's going to a shitty job. How do you look at him? I don't know what the fuck to tell you. This is my normal deal with yours, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. It was just, I snapped.
0: <laughs> I just love that Rick can't have a good job. No. Like, if you're going to live together, Rick's got a shitty job and no way is he making a good omelet. There is not a...
2: Not I mean, a fucking chance,
0: have you ever tried to make it an at home salad? Is, it, is there anything more depressing than a home salad?
2: Wait a minute, Andrew literally, I feel this so deeply, passionately, like wow, I might convert- convert to Judaism just because you said this i yes, salads from home are not crispy they're so shitty. The dressing's never right. There's
0: four tomatoes that mm-hmm. are the the, the uh the circle ones, not even the cut ones. The baby tomatoes. There's nine carrots, and then yeah. there's um, there's a uh, a loose
2: crouton. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't even know how it got in there. It's like a just a roll. It's like a ciabatta roll that just fell in there. It's not even a crispy <laughs> crouton. It, it just
0: shrunk over time. It was a yeah. ciabatta no one else wanted. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, it was like an aborted ciabatta. That's what it was. <laughs> It was 18. Yeah, 18 18. though. At least 18. I swear it was 18.
0: Yeah, that's what a salad is. And then then you put as much dressing as possible. And then you go to a salad place, you get 75 things in there.
2: It's unbelievable. No, you didn't even know that those options were options to put in a salad. I'm not
0: going to buy a raw beet to cut it up. I'm not cutting up beets. I'm not cutting up fucking a sweet I'm cooking a sweet potato to then shred it up to put in a salad at home I'm wait. gonna I'm gonna cook chicken to shred it up I'm not shredding wait why are you putting shredded sweet potato in your salad what are you talking about sweet potatoes
2: are the best in the salad and whose fucking salad
0: go to sweet greens
2: stroll. okay us- I love sweet greens, but see, I don't get I never get the warm bowl. You're going warm bowl. I'm going warm and cold. No, I want I want crisp, cool, refreshing, crunchy. I'm sorry. That that's not a salad.
0: You're getting a romaine lettuce with ranch.
2: No, fried chicken. That's not true. I mix up romaine and kale, romaine and arugula but i just don't necessarily want the warm grains in my fucking salad there's a difference there's a bowl and then there's a salad if it's warm it's a bowl if what it's cold you, and crisp you doing it's giving
0: you eat cranberry sauce without the turkey
2: i don't eat cranberry sauce who the fuck
0: does that oh well you can't put cold and hot what happens to your mouth
2: <laughs> actually i mix everything but i'm just saying there's a difference between a salad and a bowl and what you're describing is a bowl Okay. So I can make at home bowls. My at home bowls are fucking delicious.
0: I stand corrected. I didn't know you can make a good at home bowl. I would think an at home bowl is a salad with little hot things, <laughs>
2: <laughs> shredded. Listen, the fat. Okay. Also, I've had the fucking sweet potato at sweet greens. It's not shredded. It's cooked and then like cubed. What the fuck are you talking about? It's, it's shredded. lightly cut
0: down no, no, on no. They cut it very thin with a razor no. blade. No, they don't. When's the last time you've been to sweet
2: You've been eating carrots this whole time and had no fucking idea.
0: Well, they were good.
2: Okay. Well, I don't know how to tell you this. I'm not a good carrot guy, actually.
0: Really? Actually, baby carrots and hummus, new thing I've been doing.
2: Yeah, because you've been on a fitness journey. Let's talk about that, because I have not. Oh, my God.
0: Wow. It's no joke. You're getting it. I mean, I'm 40 years old. I feel 39. (laughs) <laughs> 18 shredded baby I'm, carrots
2: i'm 33 and i feel 67 at least
0: here's the thing i'm in jail like what else am i gonna do i <laughs> can't i gained 20 pounds in the first month of quarantine i yeah. i i was eating as a joke but for real you know when like your lifestyle becomes a joke but it's like oh no this is having negative uh, ramifications <laughs> uh <laughs>
2: Yeah. My, my entire life. Yeah, yeah. 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 For sure. You're not even drinking, which is nice. I'm, I'm making myself a cocktail every day at five just to get through the fact that I'm having sex in my mom's house. You know what I mean? And I can't make an at home salad. Wait. So, <laughs> you so can fun. make a bowl. You can make a bowl. I can't make a bowl. So
0: I, um, yeah. So I was eating like literally cheese sandwiches with mayonnaise on white bread. That's it, straight up American, all day, flag. What kind
2: of, what kind of cheese?
0: American, just yellow. Fuck, like an you know animal.
2: No. Nope.
0: So, anyways, I've... I got okay. to a point. I finally weighed myself. I was two hundred and twelve pounds. You know me. I'm 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 six four. Right. I'm six seven. You know. I'm five nine and a quarter. I'm getting smaller. So, right. um, I was just like, "Fuck." And and here's the thing, like. I told myself this story. You tell yourself this story that like, oh, I'm this old now. It's, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that reads the paper and, I, you know, I'm going to be fat. That's who I am. Uh, you know, I get too uh, sore the next day. I get too hung over the next, whatever it right. is. We tell these stories to ourselves where we, but meanwhile, there's an 85 year old man at the gym with a 12 pack, weird face though, compared to body. Right very weird looking uh, alligator head with a smooth dolphin ripped body. Okay. I got the visual. Yeah. But he's doing it. So why the fuck can't I do it at 40? You know, we tell ourselves these stories to then be like, well, this is, I'm this age now because we have such an idea of what a certain age is a certain lifestyle you should have. Right. We get judged so much on it. Guy and girl, girl more. But guys, See,
2: yeah. I, I hate I hate the fucking phrase, it's a lifestyle. No. Uh, listen, I spent many years working in fitness when I was living in LA. I worked at SoulCycle. I worked at all these other gyms. Like, I was in the best shape of my life. And I would still, just because of my build. Like, I'm not a naturally small person. Even when I've been, like, uh, for me, like, absolutely ripped. Like, the best, healthiest. I'm working out two and a half hours a day at least, eating nothing but fucking shredded sweet potatoes. I used to have people. Those are carrots. In, those were carrots. Those carrots. I used to have people come into the gym at Soul Cycle and I literally celebrities all the time. And they'd be like, "So, um, Heather, love your energy. You're so much fun. Uh, uh, do you do this workout all the fucking time?" And I would literally be like, "I'm the tiniest I've ever been. I feel so good about myself. Uh, yeah, I do the fucking workout. I was behind you in class. You dumb cunt. Like, I just got to the point where. So I, I have extremes. I'm either. I need to prepare for something. The whole, like, it's a lifestyle I don't fucking get. My lifestyle is bitching and complaining and enjoying. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. In that order. But, but
0: like, oh, getting, you need like a goal. Like, remember when you were in college and spring break was coming yeah, up? So I you changed it. your whole life. Yes. I changed my whole life. I didn't drink for two months. I, I, I got my life together for those three days of spring break mm-hmm. where you spend the first night getting so fucked up. You don't even know what your body is the next three days, but right. it gave you a goal.
2: Exactly. i realized I'm just very good at like milestones. And so I was supposed to be getting married in Italy at the end of this month. So come, I was working out all the beginning of quarantine, doing my thing, doing a program like in it started to lose weight. And then I like July hit and I said, fuck this. I have nothing to be prepared for. My tour has been canceled. There's nothing to like live for. So I just, I mean, I put on 15 pounds cause I'm like, fuck it. I, you know, Reschedule the wedding next year, but who knows that'll fucking happen? So I, I'm just in a dark place, dark. You know, not even making bowls at home.
0: I like that you're. What's in that? Because you're drinking a Lacroix.
2: I've got ice water in here. Oh, okay. And then I just have bubble water. I I get so fucking thirsty. Podcasting.
0: I I drink seventy five seltzers a day, and I'll drink yeah a half a bottle of water. Like, I can't – water scares me. I don't know what it is. Do you think that you would stay more in shape if you weren't doing long distance? Or is it just, like – does it have anything to do with Jeff, you think?
2: No, because Jeff's a juicy guy, too. (laughs) That's not throwing him under the bus. Well, and this is what pissed me off. Jeff just came in town last weekend. He dropped, like, 20 pounds. Yeah, he
0: looked lighter. He looked looked –
2: he looked lighter, but that's the difference between men and women, right? Like genetically, it is so hard for me to stay a certain small size that it just becomes like, fuck this. And then for Jeff, he's a big dude. So naturally he, his body wants to keep the weight on, but he goes from like eating bagels seven days a week to like six and a half. And he drops 20 pounds. He's not even working out. I'm like, suck my dick. I hate you.
0: So many women get so mad at me. They're like two weeks ago, you were fat. And right. now Like I hate men's bodies. I hate and- him. No, there are some women that like, they'll also be like ripped up top and then their legs, they just can't do anything with it. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, but do you feel when you're working out and you're doing that, is there a level of feeling healthier and more energized? Oh yeah. I mean-
2: I actually am the kind of person, I realize it curbs my anxiety. I came from a fitness background. Like, I love to work out. That's the thing. I It's enjoyable. I'm not, I, I know how to train. Like, I know how to do those things. But I just got a dark place of like, what the fuck? Who am I even doing this for? You know, the, the like the lawn guy? I don't fucking know. You know? And I'll most of look. my, how I'll does he look? look. Not, yeah. Great. Yeah. not great. Yeah. Not
0: great. Well, that's yeah. the problem. And your mom I- is like the size of a peanut.
2: Yeah, my sister's never been thinner. She's fucking tiny. So it was just my dad and I who were the large people in our family. And I'm just like, go fuck yourself. He's dead. He fucking died of cancer. Thought he would have had a heart attack at a Waffle House. He didn't. You know, so I'm like, I could have cancer now. You know, so why? Why? What are we doing this for? I'm sure your puddle <laughs> listeners were like, this is exactly what we need. No, <laughs> no, is,
0: no. They love it. Are you kidding me? It's unbelievable. The thing about being, you know, overweight, if you get cancer, you probably live longer because you're. it takes longer for you to, thin up
2: yeah it takes god. longer for the cancer to eat through the a- excess weight you know here's my thing i know a lot of girls <laughs> that are have great bodies but i say god only gives you a couple things like i have a great fucking face you know what i mean good titties great uh, great legs it's just i'm a little thick like around you know the middle like i'm shaped like an apple but i have a great personality most girls who have ripped fucking bodies even if they have a decent face I'm going to tell you worst fucking personality or they have a horse face and a ripped body and like, they're kind of funny. So I really think I'm actually on the, like the tail end of the better, the better gifts. You know, I
0: agree. I agree. I also think
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just had to talk myself up. You know what I mean? I have have great calves,
0: good biceps, nice shoulders, smallest dick you've ever seen. I've heard. I'm, 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 but it makes me who I am. Exactly. Yeah, and that's and that's why I'm relatable. No, but there is something too. Like, if you look more, let's say you were petite, like your mom. Yeah. Or like petite, like there is a level of women relate to you because yeah. you seem like the everyday beautiful woman who's a <laughs> who's who. No, I mean this. Who loves a hard, cookie? <laughs> we, we both just start crying.
2: Yeah. You know what it is? It's like uh, do I don't you think know. though? Do you think
0: if you were, let's say, whatever, like a small on the smaller, do you think you'd be as successful, or do you think you'd be as relatable? Do you think people would love you as much? Is that something that plays in your head? It's kind of like the uh, what's it? The uh, who's the guy that gets skinny and then gains weight and skinny and gains weight?
2: Jared <laughs> from Subway, who ended up being a child molester. That really threw me for a loop. I was like, God damn it, Jared.
0: I don't know. Have you had the sandwiches there? They're terrible.
2: No, because I don't. I I walk into a Subway sandwich shop and it smells like chlorine from like a YMCA indoor pool and I can't.
0: Yeah, the crab in there makes me fucking. (laughs) There's crab crab in there. It's imitation crab. My dad got it and I was like
2: at Subway?
0: I think so. It might be sweet potato. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's crab though. I don't know who orders the crab at Subway. I mean, there's some places you just don't get the crab.
2: Yeah. And honestly, like 99% of the places that serve crab is where you don't get the crab. You know, <laughs> you always need to be like, when did this, when did you get this crab?
0: I get sushi and it's like three rolls for four bucks. And you're like, woohoo. And then you like, oh, I'm going to die. I like, what are you doing? What do you, why right. are you saving $7 to risk your life? What, I, um, so I, have I you? I anxiety.
2: W- ordering sushi do you ever get sushi ordering anxiety because you don't know how like, the rolls are going to be this is a true fat ass comment I, my sister and I ordered the other night I ordered like $200 worth of sushi just because I got so anxious about because you can either have a lot of sushi or it's you under order and it's just you start sweating you're like god damn it I knew it we should have got five rolls instead of four I knew it you and then know you, then
0: a- you under order sushi and then you eat like a goddamn animal a hamburger because you're like well I'm eating American then cuz mm-hmm. obviously this food can't fill me up. And it's like no, you just ordered three very small spicy tuna rolls. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the but thing, sorry, the difference in saying? price between spicy tuna and the special roll, there needs to be a middle guy. Give me a middle guy. It's like either 7 gel. or Yeah, sure, but like but I want it spiced up, you know, you 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 throw in like four things. Next thing you know, a rainbow rolls $17. And then a a spicy tuna, seven.
2: Give me something for 11. Yeah, where's that 12.50? uh, No, 12.37. We don't want anything on the even. I want a roll that's like $12.37 and it's got like a little bit of eel sauce. That's it. I'm not asking for a lot. Yeah,
0: and I don't want, I don't, do you like two bites in your sushi?
2: Um, no, but I, you know, no, I like one bite, one bite.
0: Yeah, because you do two bites and it falls out of the middle. And then what do you do? Eat it with a fork?
2: Yeah. And then your rice falls in the soy sauce. And then you're like, oh, fuck this. And then you just get frustrated.
0: Where's the first time being from Atlanta? I remember sushi for me. I mean, it was, what? It ain't cooked. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding? I'm going to get maybe teriyaki chicken. You can put that in some (laughs) bread. I'll eat that. Give me the teriyaki. And I remember going to the sushi place and I'd be like, I'll get, I'm getting the chicken, mom. She's like, just try the tuna roll. Just try it. I promise. I was like, fuck that. It. Unless it's that teriyaki. Kid. Yeah. I mean, you must, when did you first have
2: sushi? Well, first of all, Atlanta's a major city. You know, we did have the Olympics. We did have a bombing at the Olympics, but we tried at least. Okay. A sushi bomb. Uh, we Saki had a sushi bomb. Sagi bomb. Saki yep. bomb. Um, no, I was an adventurous kid. I was always the kid who had like, you know, I would have like the, the tuna sandwich at lunch on like the, the uh, toast brioche, you know, and like a weird baba ganoush salad on the side. Like I, I was, I explored food. So I had sushi early, but I do know like you were that kid who could only get the chicken teriyaki or the stir fried rice when everybody else was like, oh, i have sashimi. And I'm like seven years old with a long cigarette, you know, and I'm like, Hey, I'll have the sashimi. Thank you. Extra wasabi. Yeah. You were a basic child. And that's, you don't have to be ashamed of that, but I wouldn't. I'm
0: not ashamed.
2: I might edit this out of your podcast so you don't lose followers. You know what I mean? There
0: wasn't a piece, there wasn't a food group that you wouldn't eat when you were a kid?
2: No, to this day, I'm still, I will not touch it, smell it, American cheese. Like Kraft Singles, it's a thing about fake cheese for some reason. I can't fucking smell it. I, I, literally. You fuck with
0: every vegetable, your whole life.
2: Uh, yeah. You know what's weird? As a child, I didn't like steak. I only liked steak when I when I got to like high school. Literally, did not like steak as a child. Why? And now I love it. Why? I don't know. It was a texture thing.
0: Interesting. your dad? Your dad was probably a big steak potatoes guy. I could see that. Oh yeah. No? yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Of yeah. course, he went to Waffle House every fucking morning and got like his sausage, egg, and cheese. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Still died of cancer. That's the way it works. But to answer your question earlier, like, do you think if I was, you know, if I was 100% perfect, because right now I'm like at 89% perfect, if I was 100%, would I be as relatable? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I still, I think my point of view is still like very honest, but who the fuck knows? You know, here's the thing though. I have always been very confident, like very overly confident. And, but that's, I think that's why, like a lot of people eat, to fill a void i eat because i love myself and i'm like oh god you know what i look so cute today and i have done so much i'm gonna have a piece of cheesecake <laughs> you know what i mean yeah no I, I love that i don't ever i never think of it as like a punishment or eat to fill a void i'm just like guys today was a great day y'all want to get nachos <laughs> you
0: know? no for sure and i no, i mean there's something about having it's like i'm not gonna this is gonna sound bad but or it's not going to sound about like Lizzo being overly confident with her body. Yeah. To The point where she's literally showing her asshole on Instagram. Right. It's something, but there's a level of where you think by our standards, society standards that this person shouldn't be as, as confident as they should be based right. off of how they look. And it's like, go fuck yourself. I could be, but that is the appeal. The appeal is, is that no, I'm okay in my skin. Right. No how I look. Right. And I don't know, there's, there's beauty in that. And you know, it's awesome. Yeah. I don't well,
2: know. I, I, yeah. I mean, the whole thing, like, you know, it's so nice that I guess like curvy women are having their moment or whatever, but I've also like, even being like a normal sized woman, like if you put me up next to the next girl, I've also auditioned for roles, Andrew, I auditioned for a show that the breakdown, and again, this is when I was working at a gym at my thinnest, like looked fucking fantastic. Their breakdown was morbidly obese, but beautiful that was the breakdown i called my agent i go what the fuck morbidly obese but beautiful i was like okay well today's the day like are you fucking kidding me are
0: did you go, fucking- did you go on it
2: yeah fuck yeah and i went and had ramen before i went to the audition because i wanted to look as puffy as possible because i was like if they need morbidly obese i gotta show up swollen
0: did you get it
2: i did not i got a couple callbacks but then the person who actually got the role is actually morbidly obese. She's a big girl. So So that makes you feel better. It did. And at the audition, it was kind of like a, it was like, you know, people my size, a really thin girl, and then like big, big girls. I was like, they have no fucking idea what they want. You know? Who who the fuck knows?
0: I mean, it's funny for girls to just go there and be like, no, you're too skinny, thanks. That's all I wanted to hear.
2: Yeah, exactly. I honestly, I showed up to the audition, I was like, today's a good day. You know what I mean? God is good.
0: Um, Look, I feel bad for, like, the 13-year-old nerdy kid with, like, acne. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's bring in the nerd that everyone's going to abuse on set. And then he'll never be in another movie or TV show again. So, Like McLovin? Something like McLovin. But even he got, like, very popular. I'm talking about, like, something even smaller. where Like, like, I didn't really see myself this way, Mom. He's like, no, you are a fucking loser. Yeah. Like, uh...
2: (laughs) I mean, listen, this business is so fucking brutal and it's funny on like the other, from my aspect of like being a woman and just the shit that I've gone out for, it's always tired moms. I have no children. I'm 33, you know, my body's rejecting me in general. Cause it's like, why haven't you produced a child? It's always a tired mom of like four kids or a hooker. Those are the two roles. Just, just hooker Mickey over here. I'm like I know I have a raspy voice, but fuck me,
0: you know. How are you not playing like uh uh what is this magnolia? What is that sugar magnolia? Sweet magnolia. Steel,
2: Mag- steel, Mag- steel Mag-
0: magnolia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. steel magnolia, whatever. Yeah, like something like a fun, uh, like you know Becky's character that she's been doing lately, Becky Robinson.
2: Oh yeah, love her. Yeah. I
0: mean you and her in a in a clubhouse going to town. Yeah, would be the funniest show on earth.
2: So I have I, I have this famous character that I, t- I take on tour with me. Her name's uh, Brenda Carlisle and she's Mississippi's number one real estate agent. And I started doing her live so much that I quit putting her up on, on Instagram and I needed to start shooting some more videos of her. Like, you know, cause she's just, you know, she's fucking raw and real and gets to the point. And um, I, I, Becky was like, please bring out one of your characters and let's do this together. But yeah, I love Southern characters. They're fucking Southern women are fucking insane. You know? Yeah. In the just- best way.
0: They love dressing up. You know, you oh, yeah. won't catch a Southern woman in a hoodie.
2: Fuck no. She shows up to that party suited and booted. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Putting on the dog. Today, we're going to put on the dog. And if you don't know what that means, well, you look trashy. So they there love, you go.
0: They love their pastels. Mm-hmm. They shop at like Jay McLaughlin or whatever. And then something.
2: No, that's just like soft. That's like soft surroundings. It's just like real like muted soft sweaters no they're more like a talbot's lily pulitzer
0: okay lily pulitzer i actually hung out with uh the grandson of lily pulitzer in west palm beach the oh, photographer he? he's interesting he's a nice guy
2: nice yeah. guy did he Brilliant. have on um, lily pulitzer
0: he actually does rock lily sometimes i yeah. and uh yeah old palm beach money just you know you get that old southern money boy it's, oh. it's a different kind of money
2: yeah, that's what's funny. When I moved to New York, you have these like nouveau riche, new money folk, and they're like, you know, first generation. I'm like, call me. Call me when it's buried in the backyard. You know what I mean? Call me. Uh, we don't do you have or, it, but- you,
0: Yeah, but you went to private school. Do you have kids from school that you stay in touch with that were like just driving a Beamer to school?
2: Yeah, everybody did. But that was also just because, you know, the cost of living in Georgia is different. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course. And I mean, my what, g- are,
0: what, what are all your close high school friends doing right now? Are they all married with kids?
2: Yeah, they are. And my, my best core group of girlfriends um, are all still in Atlanta. I mean, they, you know, moved off and did other things, but everybody came back to Atlanta. You know, it's nice that I, I'm in Atlanta because I just feel like I love being in the South. I love being from the South. It's good to be back in this city that I think is art and culture and great restaurants and shit. And I'm also three and a half hours from LA and an hour and a half to New York. Like the thought of being back in New York is like, how are you handling? How are you?
0: I don't know. I mean, this is I, a wellness check. Well, I think I'm good. I mean, I'm, I, like I said, I've, I've been eating good. I I'm in shape. I, uh, I went on the road. Um, I was in the okay. Hamptons for a while.
2: Like I wanted to ask you about the road. Yeah. How was it? it me. I
0: mean, I, I, it was, uh, your expectations just have to be different. You're yeah. not going to get that thunderous. Your crowd would love it. I mean, granted, if you do a drive-in, there might be some accidents. Right. Uh, but you know what? They were driving there anyways. Or it'd be funny if they just all got Ubers and just made the Uber <laughs> sit.
2: Legit. I, they, off, they offered me a drive-in show and I was like, no, these women will be fucking blackout. I can't have, you know, I'm liable if I have an in-person show. Yeah. And everybody gets COVID. I'm liable if they all leave my fucking drive-in show and get DUIs. Like, I can't have that, you know, resting on my shoulders when I lay my head down at night.
0: Here's the thing. They'll figure it out. They're grown ups. They've been going out their whole life. I mean, you know, I know getting fucked up is, like, what they love to do when they go to your shows, but right. It, I think for them to see you in person, in flesh, Yeah. there's a beauty to it. I mean, I remember, like, I remember saying, oh, I'd be fine just doing my podcast, doing Zoom shit. But, you know, you see people leave in person and you see them smiling and you see yeah. them, like, kind of coming together. And you kind of feel like we're healing, not just, like, in, I mean, as a nation, in a way, you know, or, like, healing right. as, like, a, a community. And they'll love you for it because they haven't seen live, anything live. Right. And then you well, start just living in your computer. And that's all we are, just a bunch of fucking
2: well, internet I, I, people. My women, like I was supposed to do a show in Dallas in October and I'm, you know, Dallas just won't open their theaters. So it's not even up to me. And I'm going to have to announce that, you know, I can't do the show. Um, but my women would show up. I mean, these hosts would be there, mask, no mask, whatever, ready to go with a white claw. Just like, let's tear it up, you know? Yeah. So I mean, dude, I'm, I'm itching. I'm in a weird place where I'm itching to be on the road. I'm itching to travel. Just I'm, I'm itching to entertain and I, yeah, I'm over the fucking internet. I'm over it.
0: I think you doing an outdoor show. There's a place in Jersey uh, that we did uh, at a racetrack. And it honestly, how they set it up, there were tables, they're six feet apart, but it was set up like a comedy club. And there's a balcony. And then you, the second show, I swear to God, like it felt like, you know, not the best indoor show, but you could feel the energy. Right. The driving, you don't feel the energy. You're like, you might as well just be Jason Aldean up there singing songs. At like a country, like whatever you know, they're like fifty feet away, right? And uh, and then there was another place we did a farm, and each there was two people per a square footed square, which was kind of weird. I don't recommend that. But this place in Jersey, your fans would fucking love it. You could probably do three shows there.
2: So the the drive-in show, could you even hear anybody? Like can by their cars, or how did it work?
0: They're outside. They're in their truck beds, and then they're listening to you through their car. It, it feels weird.
2: Yeah, that would feel weird.
0: But it doesn't matter. I think at the end of the day, yeah. they're going to love you more for it. And, like, the happiness you bring them, you're not going to get it back and, like, apl- like laugh. You'll hear applause. Maybe you yeah. tell them, hey, applaud if you're happy. Your are fans. You're going to fucking hear them.
2: What was that thing that they, that I can't remember the name of the instrument, but it sounded like vulva. you know, it was that horn that they play at the world cup. That's what I would tell my fans. I need you to bring that horn to the, to the show. And when you like something, blow it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, I think, but then they will be too loud. The problem is you, I honestly think maybe your crowd would be perfect for a driving because maybe they're too loud for you when you're indoors. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean
2: i just miss sweating on people like i was listening to theo vaughn and andrew santino talking about they're like you know just the, the idea of like for comics it's just i miss being that close and like working off a crowd and just sweating sweating on people like in my show jacket just literally like beads of sweat you know and everyone being like i didn't expect her to be this wet you know that's what i miss Honestly, That human interaction you could
0: probably do it if you're outdoors you can yeah. see people. I mean, I, I look out my window, there's guys playing basketball right now, no mask, ten on five on five. Just. Where
2: are we going to be, Andrew? Like, what, what do you think the rest of the year looks like? I just think we have to get through the election, and then we'll either light the world on fire or we'll light it on fire. I don't know what to say.
0: I, you know, it's so hard not to feel, like, uh, political during these times. Mm-hmm. For someone like me, too, who literally voted for Nader, yeah. just as a, as a joke.
2: Listen, I voted for Hillary Clinton in the last election and I walked away and I go, eh, I feel shitty. Like, I didn't feel, like, empowered, you know?
0: I, I don't feel empowered voting for Biden. I don't no. feel, I don't, but the alternative is just, like, I, I don't know how people can enjoy this guy. I just, Yeah. I, it, you know, I, put up, I finally put up a post on uh, Instagram about, like, you could, you could just say, uh, my bad, like it's okay to like you don't have to stick with this guy. Like you could yeah. also I'm not mad at you that you're Republican. I'm not mad at you that you love the troops. I'm not mad at you that you love freedom. I'm not mad at you that you love the flag. I'm not mad at you that you uh love drying trucks. I just don't like this guy. Yeah, totally I, I agree. And, and, and it's and, become
2: so polarizing and it's so I mean and the thing is like, you know, I was raised Republican and but now it's just a whole nother world. It's like this isn't the party. And I think people are like, party or bust, but I'm like, I just can't wrap my head around how polarized it's become. And even on the left side, it's gotten nuts. It's like, why don't we have a third party? Why isn't there some sort of like, moderate, just normal fucking dude, woman, you know?
0: Because moderate uh, isn't isn't polarizing enough. It's not, they don't have enough money. Yeah. It You know, it's just, moderate just won't do it. Or then you have, like, someone like Bernie, where it's like, so left, right, where it's like you know someone in the middle just isn't gonna it's not sexy enough, you know what i mean it's, i just it's, not. It,
2: it's just so crazy, and i i think i just my anxiety's through the roof about all of it, you know it is
0: I, I yeah i i uh i just i don't know i i don't it just blows my mind how people uh can still
2: be on board for it.
0: Yeah, he just aligns, he aligns himself with, like, these American values. And I wish he had them. I wish he did. I would vote for, like, I swear to God, I would. If if he came in and he was, like, yeah, like, and he was that person. But he aligns himself with this flag. People hate, people are afraid to put up a flag now because they assume that it's just, like, right wing whatever. So I was like, I'm putting it up. I don't give a fuck. Like I love, yeah. I love America. I really do. I really do. And like, if you looked at my board, Florida, you know what I mean? Spud McKenzie. These I are mean, all things got, I love. But if you, you got somebody who's on the CD,
2: is that you on the CD?
0: Just a random guy that I, I love found that on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, it just frustrates me that, that he's taken these things and made them him, but he's not that. Right. Yet people, if you say you're against him, you're against this.
2: And it's just like. Uh, that, that, and that's why I just, it, it becomes so disheartening. Because like you said, yeah, if, you're, if you put up an American flag and if you know anybody who's a cop or if you know anybody served in the army or the, you know, was a vet or anything like that, all of a sudden you fucking hate the other side. It's just, it's become so polarized. It makes you itch. Like it literally makes me itch. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? and honestly the crazy thing is you know my dad was a republican but like my dad was trying to get in the legal weed business i told you, you used to sell coke we were libertarian really and truly he voted for bush but we were very libertarian and my dad hated trump and my mom you know she and i had these conversations i was like thank god dad died before trump became president because as a republican libertarian you know because there wasn't you could barely mm-hmm. vote for a libertarian candidate um you know i'm like my dad would have been just fucking like what the fuck is going on what the fuck is going on
0: my 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 dad married my stepmom at mar-a-largo mm-hmm. like right my dad i remember had a picture of trump in our house like oh i love this guy and uh i remember he like hit on my stepmom and it was like this huge thing and and my my brother was a, a member of at, at trump international the golf yeah. course yeah. I I've, I've told the story before but my sister-in-law was doing a tennis lesson, Trump ran out of the bar. He found out a hot girl was taking a tennis lesson. He ran out of the the clubhouse, got in his golf cart, drove to the top of the hill and watched a stranger take a tennis lesson and just yelled out good form, shit like that. Kind of oh, funny. Fuck. But yeah. fuck that. Kind of funny, but fuck that. Yeah, like I, I I get the appeal of him. Like, I get it. Like yeah. I watch, I watched the guy from Barstool talk to him and I'm like, within 10 minutes, I'm like,
2: "Yeah, hey, good guy. Oh,
0: like fun guy yeah. to talk to.
2: Filly. Literally, Literally thought I was like, kind of like a, like a crazy uncle who you're like, yeah. you know, he comes over. He's this crazy ship. You're also like, he has a really nice lake house. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'd
0: love to hang out on his lake while he drives the boat too fast. Yeah. And we're all like, slow down. And he's like, but never, hey, never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and he just yeah and here's the thing i'm aware that like it's just so annoying because if people hear this and they're like they'll they'll already be getting angry thinking that right. we're talking shit about but i think i'm being pretty like fair and but pretty that's, logical.
2: That's what's happened this year. I said on my, pack, my podcast, I said, everyone's turned into either an expert, an asshole, or an alcoholic this year, right? Everybody knows everything about everything. A- everybody's just turned into a raging fucking asshole. Or they're just drinking themselves into an oblivion because they don't know how to handle the situation. It's just, you know, everybody is so educated, so woke on everything. And I'm like, listen. I I just try and speak from, like, my human perspective, my Mm -hmm. point of view, what I've lived through, like, spend a day in my skin. That's all I can speak from, right? And I can understand where I have privilege and other aspects and, you know, can empathize. But we're all just, like, literally buckled up, trying to do the best we fucking can. And that's all, uh, you know, and you're going to piss off somebody. And fuck, we're already in comedy, so we already say what it is. But I feel like if we can't even have these, like, honest, funny conversations, then we're fucked. I need this just for therapy. You know what I mean?
0: And I- you know, I I just don't – it's just, like, when people feel like they know everything, like I was watching this Candace Owens versus Cardi B were going at oh, it.
2: So I'm not up to date with it, but somebody just told me this morning, like, you have to check it out. Update me. What happened?
0: Essentially, uh, Cardi B's sister in the Hamptons, her girlfriend got made fun of by Trump supporters – so Cardi was, like, all fucking pissed off about it, and then Candace- Hennessy. Can, yeah, Hennessy, yeah. And then yeah. Candace came at her, and then Cardi B, like, went off on Candace about how she's Trump's little bitch, blah, 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 and very, like, impassionate, but really had no- no. Um... Here's the thing. Cardi B has 20 million, like fo- like, she yeah. has a very strong voice. A lot of people, a lot of politicians, especially- on the right or the left side of, but mostly on the right will will discredit a celebrity, right? Being like this isn't your arena because they're kind of scared because you know what they do have. There's influ- a lot of influence. There's a lot of influence.
2: Yeah. Oh, my favorite thing is when people are like actors should just shut up. I'm like, hey, Rick, you work at T-Mobile. You're voting just as I am. Just because I choose to entertain does not mean I can't speak on anything about, like, women's rights, you
0: know? Yeah, well, my job, I don't bring it up when I'm installing the mobile. And it's like... <laughs> but here's the thing, though. It's like, it's like, well... Oh, and then Candace clapped back. Okay. And was like... Uh, she's like, this is my arena. And then she gave up some, like, facts, right? Some facts of why Trump is fine, Whatever. Her, tra- her, her facts, they were spoken very... Um, she loved to discredit Cardi. She's like, this isn't your arena. Maybe you should learn more. She loved to bring her down, but she's like, while wow, like, saying she wasn't. And then, while saying facts. But here's the thing. You say four facts, and then you're the expert. Like, right. all you need to know is four statistics about anything, and you're a, sci- and yeah. you're a fucking political scientist. fuck you you learn nine numbers like you're not that interesting you don't know that much more you just learn five things
2: I also think to get into any sort of political arena now, it's like, you know, I always thought maybe I'd run for like HOA president in my mom's neighborhood, right? I want to do good. I want to get involved with the community. Now I'm like, I really just want to be like a private eye. Like just, I want to be in a powerful position just to spy on folks and like know what's going on. But I think you have to be a raging narcissist on either end. Like you just have to be so fucking out of your goddamn mind to get into any sort of politics now. It just makes me like disenfranchised by the whole fucking thing, you know? Well, same with thing with entertainment too, in a way. But yeah, I think Candace- No, we're selfless. We are giving. I don't know what you're talking about, Andrew. We are we're, selfless people to give back.
0: Yeah, this has nothing to do with our own thing. That's why we can't do outdoor shows, because right. we can't hear how much people love us.
2: There but it's guess. for them though. <laughs> but it is always for them and never for me.
0: And that's what I believe. And that's why I'm running for president <laughs> of the United States of America.
2: Honestly, I, like yeah. I could see a small bit of like of my future in politics. You know, I don't know. <sighs> but then you they have find-
0: an amazing ability to get people to. I'm I. You could be a politician. You could win something in Atlanta. One hundred percent.
2: I was student body president of my high school. You could you win know that mean? again. I could win it again. I'm going to go, go back. back for our preschool. Eighteen years old and up. Maybe that's what I run. And take the
0: take the bus this time and be like I this will. this is who i am. All right. I think I think uh we didn't get too political.
2: No. Listen, we're just fucking ch- we're chit-chatting. We're chit-chatting about what's going on. We're chit-chatting about life. It is what it is. It Fuck. is what
0: it is. Heather I mean, McMahon, it, yeah. you're incredible. I love you. I uh, I love you. I think uh I think we gave the people what they wanted. And if you feel like you don't want to listen to me after the Trump stuff, go listen to Jim Gaffigan because <laughs> He just brought up some fun stuff.
2: Love it. Live, <laughs> laugh, love. God bless America.
0: Wait, is do you think this is your podcast
2: ending? no like that? I just I just wanted to say God bless America. <laughs> and then freeze. <laughs> it, okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it.
0: Got it. The puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 puddles. everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep. You're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles, pppuddles, puddles, 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 pppuddles, puddles, puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down. know when you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep, you don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet, that's who I am. I'm so wet, Wet. wet, I'm so wet, I'm so wet, I'm so, so, so wet, now come on in. Puddles, puddles, cup, up puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles, cup, up puddles, puddles. Everybody now, puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yep,